Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Samuel chapter 10. Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb at Zizah on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you, the donkeys you set out to look for have been found. And now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, what shall I do about my son? Then you will go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to worship God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. After that, you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, timbrels, pipes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Go down ahead of me to Gilgal, I will surely come down to you to sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. But you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart, and all of these signs were fulfilled that day. When he and his servant arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he joined in their prophesying. When all those who had formerly known him saw him prophesying with the prophets, they asked each other, What is this that has happened to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? A man who lived there answered, And who is their father? So it became a saying, Is Saul also among the prophets? After Saul stopped prophesying, he went to the high place. Now Saul's uncle asked him and his servant, Where have you been? Looking for the donkeys, he said. But when we saw that they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, Tell me what Samuel said to you. Saul replied, He assured us that the donkeys had been found. But he did not tell his uncle what Samuel had said about the kingship. Samuel summoned the people of Israel to the Lord at Mizpah, and he said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I brought Israel up out of Egypt, and I delivered you from the power of Egypt and all the kingdoms that oppressed you. But now you have rejected your God, who saves you out of all of your disasters and calamities. And you have said, No, appoint us a king over us. So now present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and your clans. When Samuel had all of Israel come forward by tribes, the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. Then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin clan by clan. 
and Matri's clan was taken. Finally, Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. But when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord. Has the man come here yet? And the Lord said, Yes, he has hidden himself among the supplies. They ran and brought him out, and as he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. Samuel said to all the people, Do you see the man the Lord has chosen? There was no one like him among all the people. Then the people shouted, Long live the king! Samuel explained to the people the rights and duties of kingship. He wrote them down on a scroll and deposited it before the Lord. Then Samuel dismissed the people to go to their homes. Saul also went to his home in Gibeah, accompanied by valiant men whose hearts God had touched. But some scoundrels said, How can this fellow save us? They despised him and brought him no gifts, but Saul kept silent. Now, this is kind of the apex of Saul's life in this chapter. Samuel um, steps it up a notch. Verse 1, he takes a flask of olive oil and pours it on Saul's head and kisses him and saying, Has not the Lord anointed you to be ruler over his inheritance? And so this was a shocking turn of events to young Saul. Samuel, the uh, de facto leader of the nation, human leader of the nation, was anointing him with oil. Samuel, perhaps the greatest prophet who ever lived, was prophesying that he was to be the king of Israel. Now, I just want to stop for a second on Saul. We, we read previously that he was handsome, he was tall. We're going to find as we go forward that he's strong, he's brave, um, he's humble. He's actually, in this chapter, he hides when it um, comes time for Samuel to identify the new king. He's hiding among the luggage. He's anointed by Samuel. He's anointed by God. He's prophetic. He, um, he goes out and prophesies. And so all of these things are, are good characteristics. Handsome, strong, humble, brave, anointed, prophetic. These are all very good things. But what is not clear yet is that he's also rebellious, disobedient, and stubborn. And those other characteristics have yet to manifest. But so far, our impression of Saul is all good. By the way, the anointing um, with olive oil and pouring it on Saul's head was symbolic of what the person and work of the Holy Spirit were in Saul's life. The person of the Godhead, known as the Holy Spirit, was anointing Saul to be the king. And so as a sign and a symbol, Samuel poured olive oil on Saul's head, symbolizing the work of the Holy Spirit in Saul's life. And so Samuel is... um, Uh, representing God, but Saul is so shocked, Samuel gives him one of the most amazingly detailed prophecies that have ever been recorded. To my knowledge, this is the most detailed, minutely detailed uh, prophecy in in the entire Bible. And he gives this to Saul as a sign for what he has done uh, as being from the Lord. And so let me just read this amazing prophecy. It's, It's kind of long, but It's uh, five verses, starting in verse 2. Samuel said, when you leave me today, you're going to meet two men near Rachel's tomb. And they're going to say to you, the donkeys you set out to look for have been found. So there's there's two prophecies. You meet two men, and when the two men uh, see you, they're going to say, the donkeys you set out to find have now been found, and now your father stopped thinking about them. He's worried about you. He's asking, uh, where's my son? 
And then the next phase of this prophecy, verse 3. Then you're going to go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to worship God at Bethel will meet you there. So here's the next prophetic word. Three more guys are going to meet him in a different location. And he identifies these three guys. He says, one will be carrying three young goats. Another will be carrying three loaves of bread. And another will be carrying a skin of wine. So this is three very definite, specific men. They will greet you, and they're going to offer you two loaves of bread. So they're going to share their provisions. And he says to Saul, you will accept this from them. After that, you will go to Gibeah of God, where there's a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you're going to meet a procession of prophets coming down out of the high places, and they're going to be playing musical instruments before them, timbrels, lyres, pipes, harps, etc., and prophesying. And verse 6 says, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you at that point, Saul, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Now, this amazing prophetic progression culminates and the Holy Spirit of God coming on Saul and changing him into a different person. So we read in verse 9 that um, Saul left Samuel and God changed Saul's heart. And all of the signs were fulfilled that day. Each and every of the detailed prophetic words of, of Samuel, these signs, each one was fulfilled that very day. And when Saul came to this procession of prophets, sure enough, the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he began prophesying. And so those who knew him said, well, what's going on with the son of Kish? You know, is he also among the prophets? And from that time forward, Saul was known to be among the prophets, because indeed the Spirit of the Lord had, had come on him. Next, Samuel summons all of Israel together to, to introduce the Lord's selection, and he um, he makes a public showing of drawing lots for the tribes, and then after Benjamin is selected, he draws the clans of Benjamin, and then uh, from within that, the family of Kish and Saul is named. And at his big moment, Saul is out hiding among the supplies. And so I think it's indicative of his humility, but uh, you may have seen it as a character flaw, I'm not sure. But they celebrate, uh, they name him as the king. Most of the nation affirms him as the king. Uh, the Lord raised up some valiant men who uh, accompanied him back to his home. But there were also some scoundrels who were not anxious to receive him. And they, um, they didn't give him any gifts. And uh, they kind of publicly scorned Saul. But Saul didn't react to this. He kept silent, which again was a good characteristic. And so, Lord, we acknowledge that um, Samuel poured out olive oil as a representation of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you still use natural oil to symbolize the work, the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our day. Lord, you came on Saul in reality, not just with oil, but with your Holy Spirit. You made him able to prophesy. You enabled him divinely to lead his people. The Bible says you changed his heart. Lord, and all of these signs were fulfilled that day so that he might know this was the word of the Lord to him. God, we ask that you would anoint us for whatever purpose you've called us to serve in your kingdom. Lord, may we be equipped by your Holy Spirit. It's not so much so that we would be known by men, but Lord, we ask that we would be effective in whatever your calling on our lives is. Uh, God, we submit ourselves to you now. 
And we ask you, Lord, here we are. Use us. Send us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.